Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at MiamiDade.gov slash PlasticFree305. Welcome back, everybody. This is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube handle is at LA Rams Up. Hey, we're not insiders here. We're just Rams fans that love talking about our LA Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Hey, Ram fans, Mark from Rams up here, episode 224. And hey, for you Dodger fans that are old enough to remember, remember when Jerry Doggett and Vince Scully would do these simulcasts in the ninth inning where they'd split up and uh, Vince... Vinny would run down to the field and Jerry would do the simulcast, basically a combined radio television uh, announcer uh, thing he would do. So in other words, he'd be providing extra play-by-play that would be typically unnecessary for the TV viewing audience. Well, this is my version of a simulcast. I'm going to be doing this more often, recording on the YouTube channel, on video, and downloading this to the podcast. So you might hear, it might sound a little bit different. It might not be as clean, a little bit less editing, but that's what I'm going to roll with for now. It's going to cut down on my workload and increase my ability to generate content. So uh, bear with me as I work through some details here, some technical challenges, shall you say, as well as just trying to do a a slick episode as best I can without butchering things. What do I want to talk about today? Well, I had a long talk with Scott Richmond last night, uh, shared that with you, our first impressions of the Rams 53-man roster. I'm going to go through that one more time, give you some additional thoughts on uh, how I feel about these position groups, hand hand out some grades. How about that? And heads up, I'm going to have Paul Walia and Tom Quartz on later this week over the Labor Day weekend. You will probably see that episode on next Tuesday, and we're going to go through everything and anything related to the Rams as best we can in about an hour plus, probably, and make our season predictions. That's always a lot of fun when I have those two guys on. And then later in this episode, we're going to talk about that practice squad, and we're going to talk about some other 
uh, moves across the league. The players that were waived that might be of interest to Ram fans, a lot of ex-Rams maybe seeing their NFL careers end. And um, I also wanted to get into one of the, the, there's some interesting roster shenanigans going on with the Rams right now. Uh, they have Brett Ripien on the practice squad. And now I talked to Tom Quartz how this works. It's a little complicated, but bear with me. Uh, last year, the Rams would carry three quarterbacks and uh, on the 53, and one of them would be inactive on game day. They'd activate 48 players. And the reason they did that was because they didn't want to expose Bryce Perkins to getting claimed if he was left on the practice squad. Now, it's also interesting or important to note that you know, you can have your uh, emergency quarterback now, a 49th active player, but that quarterback has to already have been on the 53. So you cannot elevate Brett Ripien from the practice squad to the 53 on game day and then have him as your 49th extra player. He has to be already on the 53. So I'm not sure what the Rams are thinking here, what they're going to do. Um, I don't think they're, they could still sign another quarterback and have him as a permanent member of the 53, or I think they're more likely just going to ride with Ripien on the practice squad and just take it week by week. If they were to sign another quarterback, that, that means, in my opinion, they would probably have to release one of these 10 offensive linemen or one of the four tight ends. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, O'Shawn Mathis, of course, is going to get put on IR. By the time you hear this, it probably may have already happened. And that will allow them to add the kicker, Brett Maurer. That is the word on the street. That's what's going to happen. So let's get to my grades for these position groups. And I try to be fair and I try to be uh, sensible about this. Um, I'm such a homer, I'm guilty as charged, but I'll try to be fair here. And uh, one thing to keep in mind is, well, what I did here was, is I rated the starter or starters, uh, and then I, I gave them a grade, and then I gave a grade for the backups, and now the backups, um, are it's a different skill for them, right? Uh, you can have a okay player, but if he's your backup, man, that's that's pretty good to have a decent player as your backup. So he may get an A, although if he was a starter, he would get lower grade, if that makes sense. So let's get into this. Just for fun, how do I rate these position groups? The starters at quarterback, the starter, Matthew Stafford, I give him an A-. minus. I still feel like he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. He seems healthy and, and raring to go with something to prove getting disrespected across the league. I have a lot. I have high hopes for Stafford this year. And his backup, you know, Stetson Bennett right now is all we got. And I think I'm giving him a generous C-. minus. Um, now, keep in mind that, as Scott pointed out in our last episode, if he gets time to roll with the starters, you know, he's going to play a little bit better than what you saw in the preseason, I think. So I think C- minus is fair. Running backs, uh, I'm going to start with the two guys at the top of the depth chart, Akers and Kyron Williams. I think they'll both be getting a lot of snaps, and I'm going to give those two a B plus. 
maybe that's a little generous. Maybe it should be a B till we really see what Kyran can do. And the backups, Rivers and Evans, uh, neither of them with any experience uh, on game day. Rivers may have played a little bit last year. I don't recall. I'm giving them a C minus and uh, a lot of potential there, but that's all it is right now, right? Potential. Tight end, I'm giving Tyler Higby a B. I think he's the epitome of a B tight end, solid but unspectacular, reliable, workhorse tight end. Locks well, catches well, good with the ball in his hands, just not real spectacular, and he will probably finish his career with, uh, he, he's not getting named any uh, Pro Bowls anytime soon, given the other tight ends we have in this conference. And the backups, Hopkins, Allen, and Long, one career catch between them, if I'm not, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Bryson Hopkins has quite a, had a handful on that uh, Super Bowl run. Davis Allen, zero catches. Hunter Long, one catch. So Bryson Hopkins with his, uh, all of his catches coming at the end of that Super Bowl run, pretty much. Uh, I give that group a B minus. Again, a lot of potential there. Really talented. And word on the street, another word on the street. How much is that worth? I don't know. We'll find out soon enough that Bryson Hopkins has been the star of camp. Hey, even Sean McVay said that. So we'll see. Hopefully he gets some snaps with the offense. The wide receiver group, you know, at the top, you got Cooper Cup. You give him an A+. Jefferson and Atwell, you know, those guys. Uh, Jefferson's very average. Atwell, the potential, uh, no fault of his own, I think, hasn't really had a chance to shine like we hoped. Uh, overall, I give this group a B. And the backups, uh, Skaronic, Demarcus Robinson, and Puka Nakua, I give them a B minus. They all can come in and do different things. Skaronic's a destroyer as a blocker. And Puka Nakua, don't tell anybody this, but I'm taking him with my last pick in uh, this Sunday's fantasy football draft. Uh, just keep that to yourself. Interior offensive line. Yes, I broke the offensive line into two groups because they are uh, so impactful. One grade isn't doesn't really uh, tell the true story here. Uh, Jackson, uh, I'm sorry, interior offensive line. Avila, Allen, and Shelton. Avila, it looks like he's going to be a star. Brian Allen, remember, he made a Pro Bowl one year. And Shelton, very versatile, uh, a serviceable center guard. That group, I'm giving them a B right now. Now, I'm not even sure they are going to be the starters. We have Dotson there, too, and Ankrum. Let's call Ankrum, Thomas, and Dotson the backups at this point. And uh, I'll give that group an A-. minus. So a start, the starters a B. The backups, you know, an A-. minus. And this just emphasizes what I've been saying over and over, as a group, our offensive line has a bunch of decent players, just no superstars just yet anyways. Uh, at the tackle position, the starters appear to be uh, Lyric Jackson and Rob Havenstein, uh, Joseph Noteboom, the primary backup. And I'm going to, uh, we got McClendon there as well. I'm going to give uh, the starters a B minus, solid, pretty good. Havenstein, um, you know, he, I think he's underappreciated. He's a good right tackle. 
and uh, Noteboom as a backup with some experience at different places along the offensive line. But he did disappoint when he did play last year. So, but as a backup, you got to give Noteboom a good grade. I give him a B minus. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. Let's go to the defense. On the defense, you know, you talk about Aaron Donald in much the same way you talk about Cooper Cup, even more so. Can you give him higher than an A-plus? I mean, I, I've seen kids now have uh, GPAs of 5.0, but Aaron Donald clearly is an A+. And then Kobe Turner and Bobby Brown, I guess they're the other starters. Let's roll with that. As a group, at best, a B-, right? Bobby Brown, uh, <laughs> he hasn't made an impact yet, but man, he better. And Kobe Turner, a bit of an unknown at this point, high hopes. Is all we can have. And then the backups, Jonah Williams, Deshaun Johnson, uh, Laurel Murchison, and Ernest Brown. We'll roll with the B minus. Who knows with that group? Um, Murchison and Jonah Williams have both played pretty good football at times. And I thought Ernest Brown uh, sparked a little bit during the preseason. At the edge, and this is a group that we'll probably have, you know, we can go a lot of different ways on this with the starters, Hoyt and Young. You got to give them a C minus at this point with the hopes that by week four, Byron Young will turn this into a B plus. Uh, I think um, I'm being optimistic. I'm I'm looking at the sunny side and saying Byron Young is going to be an impactful rookie. But at this time, C minus in the backups. Now, Zach Van, Van Valkenburg may have gotten on the field last year. I'm not even sure. Maybe he got activated, played a little special teams. Uh, but Nick uh, Nick Hampton and Oshan Mathis, both rookies, Mathis will prop, well, he'll be on IR. So this group will get reduced uh, to Hampton and Van Falkenberg. You got to give him a D. I don't care how much you like these guys at this point. The backups are a D. You can't imagine they're going to come in and uh, do a lot of damage off the edge, maybe just play some solid a vanilla outside linebacker at best. Inside linebacker, you know, we only have three. The starter is Ernest Jones. I'll give him a B plus, a solid, uh, another player that, um, a young uh, up and coming player that hasn't gotten the recognition he deserves, partly because of last year bringing in Bobby Wagner. Uh, watch out for Ernest Jones. I have no problem giving him a B plus may even be in doing him a disservice. And then his backups, uh, Rose Boom and Hummel, you know, they are what they are. Um, nothing to get too excited about. Um, they can tackle, you know, they'll be good in the run game on running downs, but uh, best I can do for them is a C minus. The cornerbacks, and this is a, a little bit of a weird conclusion I came to, uh, I'm going to call the starters Durant, uh, Witherspoon, and Kendrick, and I'm going to give them a C. And at the backups, Tomlinson and Jolly, I'm going to give them a C too. But, you know, as a group, this may sound kind of strange. Guilty as charged. I, I think this group is a B minus and potentially even a B. And I think that's because 
you know, Tomlinson is going to elevate this group eventually. I feel really strongly about that. And I don't know how they're going to work these guys uh, as far as snaps and where each guy's going to play. Darion Kendrick, I think, is better than we think. Uh, he got thrown into the fire too early last year. And Kobe Durant, he's an exciting player. You know, they talk about those Seahawks rookie cornerbacks last year. Uh, Durant is, was probably better than both of them. So that's all I'm going to say about that. At the safety position, hey, you know what? Jordan Fuller and John Johnson have both played at close to a Pro Bowl level at times in their career. Fuller derailed by injuries. Johnson just doesn't make a lot of splash plays. And then he got shipped off. Not shipped off. He signed a big contract in Cleveland and kind of disappeared. He's a good player. And, you know, I'm assuming he's going to be the starter ahead of Yeast. I haven't seen an updated depth chart. Last one I saw, Yeast was ahead of Johnson. But I think that's how it's going to play out. And then the backups, you know, you get Fuller and Johnson to be plus the backups, Lake, Taylor, and Yeast. And, you know, I'd almost feel okay if Lake and Yeast were starters. I mean, they're not going to be a B plus, but, you know, they're, they're football players. Uh, Lake, watch out for him. Yeast, he was flying all over the field last year. Uh, I, they're not ready to be our starters. I'm not saying that. But if you... Uh, but as backups, that's a pretty good group. I think uh, Jason Taylor will mostly be a special teams guy, but I'm giving that group a B plus. And then you get to special teams. What do you say about our special teams? We don't have a kicker. Let's assume it's Brett Maurer. Uh, I give Ethan Evans an A. Uh, I'll say it again. You'll have your receipts. Ethan Evans, future Pro Bowl punter. Alex Ward. No issues, no concerns. Hey, you know what? He could be a Pro Bowl long snapper. You know, he was one of the best in college. And then our Brett Maurer, you know, I don't know. He's he's a little scary, a little scary rolling into Seattle with him, but he is experienced. This is a rehab project on the fly, week one of the NFL season. So hopefully he has it together. Hopefully the Rams can get him straightened out. But I got to give that special teams group a C, dragged down by the uncertainty around Ethan Evans. So that's my grade sheet for the Los Angeles Rams initial 53-man roster. We'll revisit this with with Paul and Tom uh, next week. And we'll be back in a second to talk about the practice squad and other moves across the NFL that y'all might be interested in. Hey, let's talk about this Rams practice squad. And then after that, we'll get to some cuts across the NFL that Ram fans might be interested in. This is not your grandfather's practice squad. I remember years past where it was pretty much populated a typical practice squad that is by undrafted rookies from the current year or maybe the year prior, late round draft picks that didn't quite cut it. This practice squad has some players with significant NFL experience. And there's only 15 here, meaning the Rams have room for one more. And could that be because they're going to cut someone to make room for a second quarterback or a third quarterback actually? 
and put that player on the practice squad. They do this a lot of times, so just leave one spot open in case someone uh, comes across the waiver wire they really like. So let's go through this A.J. Curry, original seventh-round pick by the Rams. He spent a lot of time on last year's practice squad. Logan Brass, last year's third-round pick, missed the entire year. Just really struggled. I struggled last year in the preseason, struggled again this year. Um, Rams bit the bullet and waved him. And now he's on our practice squad. So haven't given up on him completely. Uh, it'd be great to see him get it together and add to this offensive line depth. But right now, not looking promising. Marquise Copeland. Now, he has significant NFL experience, mostly uh, all with the Rams. And you may recall, if you saw, hopefully you saw it, we did a Paul Walia and I did a, a, a video on classes in session. We called it, we talked about offensive line gaps and defensive line techniques. And one of the plays we talked about was the 49ers' first offensive snap in the NFC Championship game a couple years back, that glorious game that the Rams won and moved on to the Super Bowl. God, I love saying that. Beating the 49ers at SoFi. Uh, but anyways, that first play, the uh, the Rams had on the edge. They had two pretty good guys, decent players, Leonard Floyd and Vaughn Miller. And they had four offensive linemen, three of them, uh, Aaron Donald, Greg Gaines, and Ashawn Robinson. And they had a fourth, Marquise Copeland. And if I remember correctly, he was playing a five technique on the left side. Could be wrong on that. But I, I really thought he, I just assumed he was going to be on this roster once again. Got beat out. I think we can say he got beat out by Laurel Murchison and Jonah Williams, perhaps. But um, don't be surprised if you see him elevated at some point. Uh, Royce Freeman, originally drafted by the Broncos, got beat up by Zach Freeman, had a shot at being the power back in this running back group. Uh, right now, we really don't have one. Sands uh, Cam Akers at 217 pounds. Tanner Ingle, a guy I fell in love with early on, just really good against the run, but he is undersized. Glad to see him on this practice squad. Tyler Johnson, Man, he was lighting it up, but that was mostly with Stetson Bennett, so they obviously had a connection. I thought Tyler Johnson had beaten out Demarcus Robinson. What do I know? But Tyler Johnson ends up on the practice squad. Nicola Kalenic, uh, the Canadian tight end. Mike McAllister, offensive lineman, took every snap during the preseason. So happy for him. The Rams rewarded him for being a martyr of sorts all preseason. And then there's Cameron McCutcheon, the big defensive back. Thought he had a chance to make this roster. I think I had him on my final 53. Grant Miller, probably the last offensive lineman cut, the 11th guy. Um, and, uh, you know, trading for Kevin Dotson didn't help his cause. Troy Reader. Troy Reader is back with the Rams after being with the Chargers and he was in that uh, first series with the 49ers in that championship game. So two players that were out there uh, for that first series against the 49ers in the NFC championship game. The Rams beat the 49ers in that game, by the way. 
20 to 17 and went on to the Super Bowl. Did I already say that? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm repeating myself. Yes, Rams 20, 49ers 17, Troy Reader and Marquise Copeland, both big parts of that defense. Brett Ripien, we already talked about him a little bit. The quarterback, our third quarterback at this time. Xavier Smith, the lightning fast wide receiver. Um, he is a guy that I thought could be a return specialist on this team. Didn't work out. Keir Thomas, the outside linebacker. Probably, you know, if you're going to talk about stars of the preseason, two of them are here, Tyler Johnson and Keir Thomas. Uh, he got to the quarterback more than anybody. I think he ended up with two and a half or three sacks over the three games. I thought he was in for sure, but Zach Van Valkenburg beat him out apparently. And then Austin Trammell, if you listen to this podcast, you know how much I like him. Danny Amendola 2.0, maybe, shall we say, a poor man's version of Danny Amendola. He gets a ball in his hands. He's fun. Now, let's real quickly talk about some interesting cuts across the league, um, ones that Ram fans might care about. The Vikings cut Jake Gervas, the Rams, uh, previously a Rams safety. The Packers cut long snapper Matt Orzak. And I thought I'd mention the Ravens cut Melvin Gordon. And the reason I mentioned that, remember, he was in that same draft class as who? That's right, Todd Gurley. And I remember... Uh, some of us debating whether maybe the Rams made a mistake taking Gurley if they're going to draft a running back. Gordon's career was longer, but Gurley's was much more spectacular. The Lions cut J.J. Koski, a guy that had a shot at uh, earning a Rams roster spot uh, in years past. He had that really bad fumble on a punt. I think, was that a preseason game or was that a regular season game? But I just remember that I thought that was the end of Koski's time with Rams, and I was right. The Browns have cut their fourth-round pick of 2022 kicker, Cade York. I thought the Rams might be in play for him, but apparently not. And I thought the Rams might be interested in Will Greer, the quarterback cut by the Cowboys. The Cardinals cut another quarterback I thought the Rams might be interested in. He played so good against the Rams. That's Colt McCoy. Uh, they trade it for Josh Dobbs, who will be the starter uh, probably in two games against the Rams. They also have Clayton Toon, the rookie, backing him up. The Bears cut former Rams practice squad tight end Jared Pinckney. And the Jags cut Bobby Evans, offensive lineman. And yes, I too was surprised he was even in a camp at this point. And the Bucks cut... Former Rams, or remember Richard LeCount, he was on the first player waived by the Rams this camp, I think. And they also cut John Wolford. And they also cut, how dare they? They cut Cade Warner, the wide receiver and the son of Kurt Warner. That's it for now from Rams Up. And like I said, we will be back next week with another episode with Tom Quartz and Paul Walia and look for some additional drops this week. Just depends on what happens. I have a feeling we'll have more to talk about in a day or two. So if so, we will certainly be dropping more content on the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash at LA Rams up. 
in the podcast too as well. Thank you. Please go to that YouTube channel, subscribe, like those videos, really helps us out. And we'll see you next time out here. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamahama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.